Good morning, saints and citizens. We are celebrating the Sunday for the Feast of the Independence Day. Independence Day is one of two national holidays found in the Book of Common Prayer, Independence Day and Thanksgiving Day. We see this as an intrinsic connection between we who are citizens of the kingdom of our Lord Christ and citizens of the United States of America, a both and, attached, connected. We sing national songs, hymn 716 forward in the, our hymnal identify clearly that we have some prideful and yet humble songs about who we are as a nation. And we sing with great joy. And boy, did we sing with great joy just now. In December of 1986, I received a letter from the Immigration and Naturalization Services. When I first saw the envelope, you know how they look, it's black letters in the upper left-hand corner, and initially I thought, oh my gosh, another letter from the IRS, <laughs> because I had been audited, which happens to clergy sometimes when they transition out of seminary where they're not making anything, and then they make something, and they include a lot of travel uh, in that report, that document. So I took a closer look and realized it was from the Immigration and Naturalization Services. So it read the following. Dear Mr. Call, this letter is to inform you that you must appear before officers of this department to answer questions concerning the status of your citizenship. Whoa. I considered it a mistake, so I put the letter away. What's that got to do with me? <laughs> yeah. A month later, I received still another letter. Dear Mr. Call, it is our duty to inform you that your presence is required at an official inquiry. Please report to the above address and the appointed time. Please bring the following documents and items. Got my attention. A bit of background, I was born in Japan. My mother, Japanese. My father, a serviceman stationed in Japan. And I always assumed I was an American citizen because I had an American father who still served in the military. I discovered, once again, that one should never assume anything. The officials down at INS told me that until I had, could prove to them that I was who I said I was, and that that person that I said I was had indeed lived in the United States for six consecutive years, and that my father was indeed born in the United States, until then, I was not legally a citizen of the United States of America. <laughs> I shared this information with several clergy, and most expressed disbelief, and 
I shared the same information with my bishop at the time, Frank Cervini, and he had that sense of humor that you know the bishop has, and he looked at me and said, well, I'll drive you down to the, bo uh, to the boat if they deport you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't laugh. <laughs> After many, many months and many trips to the federal building here in Jacksonville, all of this was finally resolved. So I can tell you, and I have proof, I am a legal citizen of the United States of America. It was quite the journey. It took about a year. So what does this all have to do with Sunday mornings? And the Feast of Independence. I can tell you that one of the things I struggled with when I received that second letter, I realized that something that I loved almost more than anything could be taken away. That is my citizenship in this country. I did take it for granted. I assumed an awful lot. But in that moment, I didn't take anything for granted, and I assumed nothing. I had a quickly follow-up thought, and that was, I'm also a citizen of the kingdom of God, of our Christ. And I thought to myself, wow, wonder if I could get a letter that told me I was not a citizen of that kingdom. It was just momentary, but it was enough to say to myself, no, that's something that can never be taken away. Both kingdoms have come at a great cost. But the kingdom of God has come at a greater cost. So, a friend of mine tells a story. He was a missionary back in the day before cell phones and GPSs, and he found himself in the jungles of Brazil. And he journeyed to a small village, and he had a surprise encounter. Um, and it went something like this, about four o'clock, he was an Anglican missionary, so of course you have to set yourself up for afternoon tea wherever you are. So they were preparing with a group of folks to have tea, and around four o'clock, all of a sudden, the host stood up and said, hold on, wait a minute, and he ran over to the radio. For those of you who are a bit younger, let your parents and grandparents tell you what a radio is. <laughs> and he turned the radio on, and this strange sound emitted for about 30 seconds, less than a minute. And it was a sound of the A at 440 hertz, in the middle of your piano somewhere. And it went on for 30 seconds. Everybody else in the room ran around and stood by their guitars or other string instruments and their piano and began setting, tuning to this A at 440. So everybody would be on the same page. Everybody would sing the same tune. Everybody was together. 
the Feast of Independence and every Sunday morning is that sound emitting to all of us to remind ourselves who we are and what we're supposed to do as a citizen of this country and as a citizen of the kingdom, both and. We read in the gospel today at the end that we are called to be perfect. And I'm going to let you off the hook just a little bit about that word perfect. It means to complete. Jesus' call is to say, you've heard this. What did we hear? Oh, love your strangers. Love your enemies. Keep doing it until you complete the task. That's the working definition of perfect. Complete it. And so what we do on Independence Day is we raise up the aspirations and the goals and the purpose of who we are as a nation. And we celebrate that within the context of a faith community and raise up all of our other aspirations as citizens of the kingdom. And the citizens of this country, we are called to do the following, to pray for those in authority and government, to vote and do something to make someone free. To pray, to vote, and do something to make someone free. On the other side of the ledger, as citizens of the kingdom, to do the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to break bread, to pray. to preach the gospel by word and example, to respect the dignity of every human being. Those are found in your baptismal covenant. So, beloved, we are dual citizens. Something I'll share with you that I did not share at 8 o'clock, I remembered a story, one of those great moments that you have when you're in the public's checkout line. A lot of sermons are written there, aren't they? Yeah. So I'm standing in line, and there were two women in front of me, and the woman in the front says to the cashier, God bless America. And the woman behind her in front of me said, God blesses America. What are we going to do about it? We are dual citizens. <coughs> Happy Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs>